Welcome to PMR Unhinged. Today we're talking about all things real estate agent. So let's just jump right into it. Um, Jenna, what made you want to be a realtor? I know that from a very young age, I remember you being about seven years old. And I remember that uh, the neighborhood that we lived in had a few homes that were being built and you would take your friends and take them through the house and show them like, yeah, you were the, their realtor trying to sell them their house. So what from such a young age made you you know, love real estate, love being, you know, wanting to be a, a realtor. Um, technically, I was introduced by you and mom because we'd go and look at so many houses just for fun. So that's where I got the initial like walking around houses and showing. I didn't realize till way later that there was more to real estate than just walking around and showing a house. It definitely was one of my passions for a while in my fifth grade yearbook. It says, what do you want to be when you grow up? And mine says a realtor and everyone else's is like an astronaut. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. So what I mean, so what are some of the things that you really enjoy about, you know, now you are a realtor. So tell me, what are the things that you enjoy about being a realtor? What I like about being an agent is... Not many things, huh? <laughs> I like that I kind of dictate what I do. I dictate how many leads I'm going to pick up, how many showings I'm going to go on. If I feel like I want more money, I tend to pick up a ton, a ton of leads at one time and work them all. Um, and then also you're, you're kind of your own boss. So if you want to take two days off to go somewhere, you can do that too, even though I don't necessarily recommend doing that until you can. But when can you do that? I say at least have some under contract properties to where you know your closings are coming up. So you know that you have money coming in if you're going to take two days off. Don't leave with nothing under contract. Don't take yeah. a break with nothing under contract. So, so I would disagree with that because you always have to have things in the pipeline. Okay. So well, right. I used to remember, I used to have a big mortgage company and that was some of the things that I always noticed with a lot of the loan officers. So being a loan officer or being a mortgage broker is a lot like being a realtor, right? Because right. you're a hundred percent commission. You're out there trying to get your leads. And the thing is, is that what I would say is, and maybe that works for you, but on a normal basis, what I would really say is, is that you always have to be working your pipeline for the next month or the next 45 or the next 60 days. If you don't, you can end up finding yourself in a really bad spot because if the market turns, you're, we're in a great hot market and have been for so many years now, but you know, you and a lot of these young agents today have never experienced a tough market. Well, COVID market, I experienced that. That's well, okay. a very hard market on very buying Very fair, time. you're right, that's true, you did. But then what happened after that, all of a sudden everything exploded and everybody was buying like crazy. Yeah, it's just about if you can win the contract. But yes, I see what you're saying. No matter what in real estate, you're never completely off. You have people blowing up your phone 24-7. Mm -hmm. Whether it's someone asking about a roof or the sellers just asking you or even previous sellers will text you mm -hmm. or a previous agent, your phone's always blowing up. Yeah, but, but yeah. Don't, don't you feel better about yourself when you at least have contracts or at least, you know deals that are in yeah. the works. That's why I won't leave unless there's, I have things moving still, mm -hmm. but I don't even leave that much. I'm just saying that's what I like about it is that if I wanted to, I don't have to punch a clock. Right. I, I don't have to ask someone, can I have these days you off? You can just take off. You I can just go, leave. Yeah. Like you're going to Florida pretty soon here. You can yeah. just do what you want to do. Just, but I, as my own, like, um, 
boss. Yeah, own boss or whatever. I can decide when I want to leave. Mm-hmm. Now I set my own boundaries for that, and I say I'm not leaving unless I know that I have closings for mm-hmm. that month that I'm gone. Not that I'd be gone for a month, but yeah, you're that's tr- what I like about it. You're truly self-employed, yes, and you really are building a business. And I think that if you can really look at it as that you're the CEO of your real estate business it really does put a different framework on it and you Mm -hmm. does put a different responsibility on you because you're responsible to generate revenue right right so you always constantly have to have at least you know three four deals that are in the works at any given time i know that when i was a mortgage broker and i did do that as a job and I would really, really freak out because I did the exact same thing. I would have a couple, you know, big closings and I was like, oh, wow, you know, here was a $40,000 month and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, Mm -hmm. those were, I had many, many months like that. But, you know, comfort is also the killer of dreams, right? Because if you get too comfortable, all of a sudden you get too slack and next thing you know, now it's going to take you another, you know, two, three, four months to rebuild your pipeline and keep going again. So Yeah, that's something you learn because since I started so young, I got my license when I was like right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Literally the summer I was out of high school, I got licensed. And that's what I learned back then is I was really lenient and would just like not talk to anybody for a month. Like no, I would be working no deal Especially if I had a closing coming up, I'd work no deal because I was like, I have a closing. And then after that closing, you're sitting there like, oh, crap. I now don't what? have anything happening. And it takes it can take a week to get someone under contract. It can take a day or it can take a month, two months, six months. <laughs> so you yeah. definitely, yes, don't, yeah. don't have nothing going for R- you. Right, right. But yes, there's a lot to like. Mm-hmm. And getting to meet people too is fun because then you see they get so excited because they're getting a house that's really cool and it takes a lot of money and that's like a big goal for a lot of people. So it's also really exciting helping people do that. What are some of the traits that you think are necessary for someone who, you know, maybe they just graduated high school or maybe they've graduated college or maybe they're just looking at Maybe maybe they're older. Maybe they've gra- maybe they've retired, and now they're looking at being a realtor. You know, in your opinion, what are some of the traits that you know some people need, or or a person needs to be successful in being a realtor? To be successful at being an agent, I'd say you definitely need self discipline because with being your own boss means that you don't for all have the reasons to, that we just talked yeah, about. Right? Exactly, you don't have to punch a clock, so you have to be the one to get yourself up in the morning and go. And -hmm. that can be really hard. So I'd say self-discipline. A lot of people think you have to be super outgoing, but that's not always true. There's so many agents that have every different type of personality. So I wouldn't say personality is quite it, but I'd say having a strong voice, knowing what you're like talking about and sounding like not sounding like a little kid, which took me a long time too, because my voice sounds younger as it is. Mm-hmm. So you just have to learn how to speak like an adult. Well, you look young though. So how, yeah. do, you, how do you overcome that? I overcome that with makeup and, and making them laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll put on extra makeup. Um, lately, I've been starting to change my style a little bit. I used to wear too tight of clothes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I kind of wear less revealing clothes. I was always classy. 
but I was frisky classy. I'm still frisky sometimes, but I keep it much classier now because older agents don't wear the stuff that I was trying to wear in the beginning. Right. So I'd say that um, dressing professionally, doing darker makeup for myself because when I have no makeup on, I look like I'm 15. So that and just speaking like an adult with mm-hmm. an adult. And you can tell your client if they're talking like really, you know, like adult or whatever, then you kind of can match them. And then if they're fun, you're able to bring out your more fun side of your personality mm-hmm. too. Don't you think though, I mean, in my opinion, it really comes back to, you know, the things that we've talked about many times, which is if you're if you know your craft, if yeah. you know your profession inside and out, then you can speak the game very intelligently. You can talk to them. They know that you understand the market. They know that you understand what you're saying and what yeah. you're talking about. So doesn't it really come back to knowing your craft, really being educated in your profession of whatever it is, right? So in the very beginning, you work to what? Learn. That's right. After you learn, you can then remove the L and earn. Yes. So when you're young and you're first starting, it doesn't even matter if you're young. It doesn't, I mean, even today, if I wanted to go do something, I would go and I would go try and find the best person I could and I'd work underneath them and try and learn everything I could from them, right? Yes. So I think that goes back to the same thing is, is that in the very beginning, you have to be taking every class. You have to be reading every book. You have to be signing up for conferences and going and continuing to really get strong because it's crap in crap out when you're very first starting as a realtor especially as a realtor a mortgage broker or someone who's fully commissioned you really really want to build a very strong foundation and the only way you're going to be able to do that is is to really go learn right and that's self-education has anyone come to you and just said okay you know here's all the knowledge you need i'm just gonna you know tap your head three times and it's gonna be all within you no you have to be willing to go to those classes and stuff which also has to do with um the brokerage you get involved in because some brokerages will provide those classes for you provide programs for you others you're kind of on your own and that's that and some agents that are super seasoned like the one where you can just, like you, you hang your license with HomeSmart and it's just transactions. Yeah, I'm on my own. wouldn't say they provide much classes, or, right. which but, is great. But to be fair, I didn't just go to HomeSmart in the very beginning. Right, yeah. I mean, I was, I was a mortgage broker. I actually wasn't a mortgage broker. I was CEO of Capital Lending. Right. I was running a pretty big company at that time when I got my license. And, you know, but I had some good executives that I underneath me that I hired and so when I got my license I went to a company that was literally in the same building that we were in and that was exit realty and I knew because I had checked out this lady and she was very successful and I can't can't remember her name now but um, she was very successful running a very big office and so I spoke to her and said hey I want to get my real estate license it's something I want and she said yeah you should do it and you can come over under me. So what did I do? I was there every Monday, I was there every Wednesday for training, and I learned from her. I would sit there in the office. I mean, I had my office, my nice fancy office in Inverness, and I I would be over there sitting in a little cube listening because I just wanted to go listen to the people talking. So again, even though I'm sitting there running a, a big company and I'm, you know, oh, Mr. Big CEO, 
I didn't care. You have to be humble. You have to humble yourself and realize that when you're starting something new, you're not going to start at the top. So I knew I was starting at the bottom. So I went there and sat in a little cube and would listen to everybody talking. And I could hear a lot of the more seasoned realtors talking to their clients. So I learned a lot. And I was actually worked under uh, in that brokerage for about a year before I actually said, okay, I understand all this. And I understood it very well because I understood the entire lending side of it, right? I just needed to really understand the contracts, the legal side of being a realtor. And uh, that's one way that you can do it. So speaking of that, if someone's wanting to go be a realtor today, whether they're retiring from their 20, 30 year career or whether they just graduated from high school, how would you tell them to go start? Yeah, like actual steps of it. Um... Sure. How would you say? I mean, what would you tell someone? Hey, this is what you need to do. If this is what you want to, if you want to be a realtor, here's what I would suggest you do okay, the... to be the most successful that you can be within two to three years. The a- the actual steps. Number one, I say go to Champion School of Real Estate. They that's where I got my license for Texas. Um, And they were amazing. They were really great. They'll teach you everything. I did my Colorado license online and I don't recommend that because it took me much longer. I just didn't learn as much as I did when I was in person. I was in person at Champion School of Real Estate. It took me two weeks like to go through the actual classes. And then after that, you schedule your exam, you pay for your exam. And if you fail, you pay again. If you fail, you pay again. So schedule that, make sure you are completely studied up for it. Uh, You go in, you take your national, you take your state, and then... I mean, after all the licenses, you know, let's say say they've done all that. So they've done all their steps? Let's say they've got all the licenses. But some of them want to know their steps. Some people don't know how to get in. Well, I mean, they're going to have to... Okay. Okay, let's say say someone doesn't even know that. I mean, let's let's say I want to be a realtor. Jenna, what do I do? I I don't even know who to call. Okay, so I call Champion Real Estate School. Okay, so is that... Do they do licensing in all 50 states because I mean we got people listening in from California we have people listening from North Dakota I'm pretty sure Florida. they do yeah we have we have people all over the country that are actually listening to this so if I want to be a realtor what's the first thing I need to do I'm telling you you call Champion School of Real Estate and you figure out the classes so you find you a real estate person. school that will license you yes there's a lot of real estate schools find a real estate school but I I'm recommending Champion School of Real Estate. And and do you get a endorsement for that? No, I don't. I should, <laughs> but I don't because <laughs> I tell everybody that. Okay, you do that. Take your exam. Pass your exam. I'm telling you, you have to pay for that. And then you you have to get a line. You have to hang your license with a brokerage. Make sure it's the right brokerage. I have been through EXP, Keller Williams, and Monument. I feel like I'm missing one. HomeSmart. You were HomeSmart. Home I was with HomeSmart. So I've been with four. My favorite one so far is 100,000% Monument. Um, Why do you like Monument? Yeah. Okay. Because they provide programs to teach you as a new agent. You can learn so many new things because you're involved. You have to show up to the office. Um, It's called the SEALS program. You learn literally everything. How to talk to a lead, how to write a contract, all of that. Um, You're on like a little team. There's a lot of other brokerages that do that as well. And then my brokerage provides leads, which a lot of brokerage will, they will tell you that they provide leads. They're so full of crap sometimes because they don't. Or they don't provide good leads. Yes. Or they give you a list of like 
all these numbers they pulled from a phone book from like the 1990s and tell you to call and them. And said call, you're right. And it's like they, so make sure you know what brokerage is actually providing warm leads. That is what we get at Monument is warm leads. Most brokerages will give you really cold leads and they'll hang up on you. They don't care about you. Mm-hmm. These ones are actually, they're needing help um, and they actually come through like realtor.com, Zillow, um, and then they connect with our brokerage. And other brokerages have that too. So once they find the the right broker, the right company to be under, then you know they go and they let's say they find a good company, they provide warm leads. You know what's what in their mind should they be thinking so that they can get some kind of success? Well, technically, what I did was I went and put myself under a super super successful um, broker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was one of like the top dogs in Colorado. She screwed me over though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that. So, but you still sure, learned a lot. Yes, I learned. I took like everything I could from what she provided, and I kept that. But then, once I knew that she was just not what I thought she was, then I went and I actually found another great one, Marcus, and he was actually good. He taught me a lot. He he did more for me. So you have to make sure you align yourself with someone who's doing what you're doing and actually cares about you, because mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. Well, it all it all comes down to meeting and networking right because yeah. network and, and especially as a as a real estate agent i mean there's nothing truer than your network is your net worth net worth yes i remember that yes but yes your network you is your net worth it is you have to be networking and, and yes. look and look you met marcus mm-hmm. marcus then opened some doors for you yeah you then you know started going and selling big homes at um, what was the name of the company? Joyce Homes. Joyce Homes. You were the one selling, and those were like what two million plus dollar homes. You know, you did it through not being fearful and actually stepping up and meeting people and talking to people and networking, right? Yes, it's actually not being scared to call, especially when you're younger. You you get scared to pick up the phone, but you have to get past that. So I called him and then I did open houses like crazy. I was a showing assistant too. At first, um, I got paid like 20 bucks to show a house. I'd go and do that and that gives you the experience of just touring homes with clients and then answering some questions that they have. Uh, Open houses gives you the opportunity to pull those leads, get their phone numbers, and then talk to them and become their agent. So open houses, be a showing assistant for someone, Work for someone that's very successful work, yeah, already. Yeah, work for someone that's very as a, successful. As maybe a showing agent or something. Yeah, anything. Just And go to go to your little office events or whatever just to be able to learn. Because having – also what I liked about Monument was we have a team and we can text. If I have a question about anything, I can text my team and someone's answering me. And we're all just – we're all – we have each other's back no matter what. And mm-hmm. that is hard to find as well. Most agents don't want to help you. Right. While they're too busy doing their own stuff, yeah. they don't have time to be worrying about your stuff. So finding the right team yes. is paramount to actually, and and look at what you did. I mean, you actually, you know, you went to Keller Williams and you were at EXP and, mm. you know, you went to all these different companies trying to find the right team. And sure, it took you a few companies, a few right. brokerages, a few different relationships, before you found Monument and said, okay, here it is. You know, so you didn't quit. You didn't go to Keller Williams and say, not that Keller Williams is a, a bad company. They do a lot of training. It's just maybe you didn't find the, the right 
team or the right fit for you. But you know, Keller Williams is a, is a good training company. I do know that. I know several realtors that have gone to Keller Williams and they've done very well. I know other agents that have gone to EXP. All of these that, that we're talking about, it's just actually finding the right team within that brokerage, right? Yeah. But you didn't quit. You didn't just say, okay, well, that's it. I'm going to just stop and that's going to be no more, right? So uh, right. That's, that's one positive thing. Long story short, find find the right team. Find the right team. Find the right people. Don't just just don't just quit. Don't just give up. Yes. You find know, the right brokerage. Today, I see so many younger adults, and and I'm not even talking young young adults like in their young twenties. I'm talking about I see some young people in their mid twenties to late twenties, maybe early thirties, and I talk to some people, and they just give up. You know, and it's like, okay, well, how many times did you try? Well, I did this and I did that. Right. You know, okay, well, what else did you do? Well, I don't know. I just don't think it's for me. Look, then you never really had the passion for it to begin with, right? So, you know, I just, I can't stand when I see that because, you know, people are just so weak today that, you know, any little thing, they just give up. You know, thank God. Right. They didn't do that and, and have that same mindset when they were learning to walk because they would probably be scooting around on the floor still today, Yeah. right? The you know? success rate of agents is actually very low. People wouldn't think that, but it's actually very low. A lot of people, the amount of people who are licensed, it is a lot, mm-hmm. so but let's, the rate is low. Let's say that though. Let's say out of 100,000, or let's say out of 100, just keep it real simple, <laughs> out of 100, how many actual successful rulers? I know the number too. I think it's 90 or 90% fail, 10% succeed. That's right. right? Actually, yeah. actually, it's a little bit less than that. It's actually out of 100 realtors, you may have about five to seven that actually make any kind of living. Right. The average realtor makes around $35,000 a year. I mean, you, yeah, you, can, you can make a lot better use of your time. I think McDonald's like is will pay you more than that a year. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. And so, you know, so I know what I think is the reason, but what do you think is the reason for that? So let's say out of the hundred, why is it only that five to 10% actually, and then you have, and then you have around your 1% that actually goes out there and just kills it. Yeah. yeah. And they just make hundreds of hundreds of thousands Uh, of dollars, if not millions. What would be the reason for that? I'd say the self-discipline you get, real estate is full of fail after fail and that's you have to just get used to it and keep going because you'll constantly have clients that will use and abuse you leave you waste your time completely why how is that like you're talking about that like use and abuse what are they doing that you know they're taking advantage of you of your time some some clients already have agents but they'll lie to you and tell you that they don't because their agents on vacation but they want to go see some houses so they'll be like oh i don't have an agent and then you show them these houses while their agents out of town and then they're like oh yeah you call back to get an update and they're like oh yeah we already submitted an offer that's Mm -hmm. wasting your time or I don't, I don't blame these clients at all. It's just, it's still frustrating when, like I showed these one clients for months, months far away from me. I, I live very far from them. And I went because I really enjoyed them. I wanted to find them a home, blah, blah, blah. And then we had a contract on a home that they were buying. We had a contract to sell their house and it, it all just fell through. They, they backed out. Mm-hmm. They, they said, nope, we, we actually, we don't want to do this right now. The amount of time, the amount of money I spent on those clients, which it happens, 
was a lot and then I got nothing from them. So failure after failure. Yeah, so occurs. some people will be like, Oh my gosh, I'm never doing that again. I'm not I'm not gonna lose money like that and they'll back out and they'll go find a job that pays them every two weeks. Mm -hmm. So what again, I think if you boil it down to, you know, in my opinion, doesn't it go down to the same thing as to why there is billionaires today? Why yeah. there are multi multi millionaires, and then why there's the majority of everyone else, the middle class, and then the poor, right? Mm -hmm. And it all comes down to one thing: your mind. Right. It's, yeah. So if you pick a hundred realtors, and only you know five percent are you know successful, or ten percent are successful, and then you have the one percent who are very successful, doesn't it really come down to the same thing that we're always talking about? Yeah, mindset. mindset. I mean, mindset of getting over the failures and keep pushing, but also I think it comes down to laziness too laziness and fear, fear because you have to work your tail off to be successful in real estate mm -hmm. it's in anything. so hard you have to yeah. work your tail off in anything to to be successful right. you know the thing is is that i think there's a, a a couple things you have to work smart and again if you really listen to you know like the things that you and i've been talking about mm -hmm. it really does come down you you can work your tail off you could work 20 hours a day but if you're not working smart and getting smarter, that doesn't mean that you're gonna yeah. that you're gonna be successful. You have to continuously learn as you're working and say, look, this isn't working. I gotta change my approach. I have to do something different. So, you know, there's this thing of work hard and you'll be successful. That's I don't believe that. I, I don't. I think yeah. that you have to work smart. Sure, you work hard, but you work hard learning. I think you work hard too and in, in, in the beginning you you have to in real estate anyways, in the beginning, you have to collect the leads, you have to do the driving, you have to do all of that until you're to a point where you're successful enough to where you can hire showing agents or whatever. Right, and then so. you start working smart. Yeah, exactly. And that's when you really start making the money because now you're working smart, you're creating systems right. around your business. Again, you're the CEO of your company, exactly. you know, so. Yeah, at first you're just, mm -hmm. you have to work hard. Well, we received a nice email uh, that, you received actually and this uh, person had some questions and a couple of questions that she had said is or asked was uh, how did you get started so young I knew what I wanted to do from like very young age like we were talking about and then in high school I made my decision I wasn't going to college because I felt I number one I didn't need college for the industry I wanted to go in mm -hmm. and I knew I'd be much I'd be farther ahead than my class by the time they get done getting whatever degrees they're getting and I was never really a big partier anyways so I was like I'm just gonna go straight to work and so that's kind of what pushed me to do it right away yeah I came I mean of course I came up with a plan and everything to do that I didn't just jump free-handed but mm -hmm. and this person also says that uh, she is in college uh, to get a degree as a backup in case real estate doesn't work and you know I really think strongly on that because I don't think that I don't think you should be getting a degree as a backup I think if you're gonna have that's a, a back lot of money that's a lot of money for a, backup. for a backup plan I think that if you really want a backup plan then really you need to go to trade school trade school is a backup mm, plan right be because it, once you go get a trade school I mean, whether it's a plumber, whether it's electrician, HVAC, veterinarian tech, radiology tech. I mean, there's so many. You can go into the medical field. You can go, I mean, you can go into so many yeah. different things, right? And come out 
making anywhere from 50 grand to 100 grand a year. Now that's a backup plan, but going to college and getting a degree, you know, I don't think that that's a backup plan because yeah, there's so anyone. many young people that come out of college and they have degrees, but they can't get jobs. They can't find a job anywhere. Yeah, it's not, that's, that's too, I mean, I never had a backup plan. I was like, if I'm not an, if I fail at being an agent, there was no backup plan for me. There's no plan just B. Just go, yeah, just do what you have to do and don't fail. Yeah, I you mean, have to have that conviction and say, look, I'm not gonna look back. There is yeah. no plan B. I make this a success. I'm gonna, you know, succeed or right. die trying, well, the, right? the saying is what, the failure is when you quit, not when you like keep falling or whatever. Right. Because there's always gonna be failures, but the real failure, Failure is quitting. Right. There is no failure until you quit. Yeah. You can keep going, keep going. But along those lines, again, you have to keep learning, right? Exactly. So this person else said, I don't believe college is a good fit for me and I don't want to be wasting my time. I think that... Get out, girl. Yeah. I think this person already knows what she wants to do. She's just looking for validation. And what I would say is, we don't need to be your validation. This is your life. I think a lot of young people have a lot of pressure from parents, yes, exactly. from friends. You will have a college degree. You will go to college. I know that when you came to me, I was a lot like that, right? I mean, you, you had just gotten an acceptance letter to go to CU and we were like, oh great, Jenna's going to go to CU. But I knew I could tell you just had that look on your face. And then all of a sudden you came into my office and said, I'm not going yeah. to college. And I was, you know, again, a lot of times parents put their wants and wishes on their kids. But when you came in with a good business plan saying everything that you're going to do and how you always wanted to be a realtor, I listened to you and I said, you know right. what, Jenna, this is your life. If that's what you want to do, go for it. Don't jump without a plan. Have a plan. But also realize that you're grown. You are an adult. You don't have to live your parents' dreams or anyone else's dreams. Go do what you want to do. That's you're, right. You're totally in control of your life once you, I mean unless they're paying for all of your stuff, <laughs> then they kind of have a hand on you. But you still got to do what you want to do because your happiness is what's going to count. can't if, make your parents happy forever. That's right. You can't. And if you're young, what's the one thing that I always did with you guys, right? You and your brother and sister. I always try to teach you to get off what? Our phones? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. But <laughs> I always try to teach you get off the what? Nipple. That's right. <laughs> Get off the parent nipple, right? <laughs> Stop having them pay for all your stuff. Because it's a very freeing thing afterwards. It is, but it's scary, right? And I know that you guys always thought, oh my gosh, you know, my dad is so mean. He doesn't want to pay for anything, even though he could, you know, pay for me. He doesn't want to. And the fact is, is that I don't it. want to. It's not that I didn't want to or that I couldn't. It's that I know that I wanted you guys off my checkbook, right? right. Because once if you're on my checkbook i can tell you what i want you to well, do you feel like they ha they have some type of control they over do you and they do yeah they do so because you're dependent i mean yeah. that's that's people don't understand why do you hey people why do you think the government wants to just hand you checks and make you dependent right because, because they want to enslave you that's why because right. they you will have to do anything they tell you to do because if you don't guess what you don't get your check yeah. And that's the same thing with you guys, right? And I wanted to teach you to be independent, not dependent. I couldn't stand that. I still can't stand that today. That's why when you were graduated high school, boom, immediately, mm -hmm. you were responsible for paying all your own stuff. The only thing you didn't pay was rent. And then, and that was because right. you came with a business plan and said, 
I'm gonna be a realtor. And I said, okay, you have two years, you can stay here, but that time will come when right. you must. Yeah, but once I on once own. I moved out, once I actually like fully and completely started paying for like myself to be alive, like paying rent and paying for your water bill and all that, I felt like a grown up. Free. Free. Like Free. I was like I don't know. I felt like we got along better too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I didn't feel so like like I had to make all of you guys happy instead of just doing what right, I you can do. Right. And that's why I wanted that. Right. And that's why I always said, Jenna, get off the nipple. Right. Yeah. You have to because it is freeing. And the thing is, is that a lot of parents, they go out and they sit there and try to do everything for their kids or mm-hmm. they try and let their kids live at home forever. Look, you're, you're actually hurting your kids when you do that. Without knowing it. Yeah. You're hurting Without them do- like psychologically, like Absolutely. so many different ways you're hurting I mean, them. you were doing okay you weren't doing fabulous yet living at home yeah and when i said jenna okay it's time you must you have to move out you have to go get your own place and that was i mean that was very hard for me i'll be honest you're my young baby the last one to leave the nest and that was very. i wanted you there i mean you and i you know we always you know kind of hit heads but you know, towards the end before you were moving out, we always had so much fun and it was time. And now when you did move out and you're completely on your own, it wasn't it such a freeing feeling? Well, yeah, it's freeing, but you also have to work so much harder. You started busting your butt I immediately. I started busting my butt because <laughs> I was like, I got to pay rent. It's time to like, like I still, I made money, but I was, you know, if I didn't feel like mm-hmm. working that week, Yep, and I then wouldn't. all of a sudden, I'd hang out at home. <laughs> then all of a sudden we were calling you and it'd be like 8 30 at night and you were uh, just driving home because you'd been showing homes you know to yeah. other people and you were working your tail off big time i mean now to say i still did work when i lived with you guys i had a job as this a sales you did you worked it just i could tell yeah, you it was more lenient you weren't taking it very serious yeah you were working but you were putting in about 60 percent. yeah i wasn't putting in what i knew if i would have worked as hard as i work now i could have been a lot farther but oh. when you have someone paying for you to survive you don't feel the need to get out there right away. And so it's that's better. Why, yeah, it's better, better. to just, just jump get out, there. out and go. Yep, I did that when I was young. I didn't really have, wasn't making a whole lot of money. And I just went to my parents and said, hey, mm-hmm. I guess what? I'm moving out with my buddy. Right. You know, and I moved down. I was like, after I did that, and I actually was living at our little condo, mm-hmm. I actually remember thinking to myself, oh, crap, what did I do? Yeah, Because now I'm like, scary. I got to pay for everything. It takes your drive too. As Like I've always had that initial drive, but if you let your drive kind of or I call it fire in your soul. If you mm-hmm. let that kind of start fading, it starts fading when you have someone paying for all of your stuff. It's not as fiery as it can be. Right. So you have to because be in you're becoming of that. Because you're becoming dependent, yes, right? Yes, you have to know that you gotta keep that up. Right, and then you know that though. you're not the one doing it, Yeah. right? And that's why I always said, you know, I think that it's, I think like one thing that I remember reading a long time ago is, is that very, very wealthy people, they said, what are the top three regrets that you have? And in the top three was that I paid for my kids all the way up until now, that they were fully adults and they became nothing. And a lot of people, a lot of parents do that. Absolutely. And you're, so you're hurting your children with, you're taking, you're stealing away their pride of buying their first home from themselves. Like let's say, mm-hmm. you know, a parent goes and buys their kids a home. That's wrong. You know let them go rent you know let them go buy their own house because the sense of pride that they get when they go buy their own house the first time 
you know, there's nothing like it. And now you are really ready to conquer the world. You know that you can do it, but you know, we have such a society of weaklings out there that it's quite frankly, very scary, especially for yeah. us older people that are looking at this, some of these younger people saying, oh crap, you guys are the ones that are going to be running the show when we're very old. Oh yeah. It's oh scary. crap. We're, we're in deep, deep doo-doo. So anyway, the, this person also asked that, you know, have you been discouraged along this journey? I think you kind of totally discussed that totally. a little bit and how failure, you know, you have to go from failure to failure. Um, but how did you get through some of these failures? At first I, I cried <laughs> <laughs> when some of the failures were just like big enough. I definitely cried, but then I have a lot of tools that I've learned from like Tony Robbins or you and mom. And I figured out what are you going to do about it? Like as long as you fought all the way through, you did everything you could to save that deal and it just it just didn't happen, then that's when you I cry for 90 seconds and, and I try to move on and go get the next one and go get the next one and just keep going because you're going to feel better once you get, you know, the next check or yeah, the next deal. You just have to push yourself to keep going. Take your 90 seconds to be sad. There's nothing wrong with that because mm -hmm. I was devastated, but just keep going. And it happens, it will happen so much in real estate. What they tell me at uh, Monument is real estate is a total roller coaster. Yes. Just don't be on it. Just watch it. Like <laughs> you're going to, you're going to feel those highs and lows, but don't try to like be devastated. About well, don't it. emotionally feel it. Yeah. And that's very hard. I think for a young person because oh, totally. you really feel the emotions, but as you do get older, you can Take sit back and you can kind of really look at it and say, okay, this is, you know, this is a, a bad thing, but I can work right. through it. And know? think about what you could have done better. I also, I just lost a big one. That's why I keep referring to this big one that I was like, okay, did I do something wrong? I had to think back through every step. Was there something that I did incorrect? And then I thought about how to be better. And now I make sure every single knot is tied, mm -hmm. which right. I did too in that one. I, mm -hmm. I didn't say, I wouldn't say I did anything too wrong on that. I didn't do anything wrong. They literally just... Yeah, but sometimes you don't have to do something wrong for things to go wrong, no, right? I did everything right. And but that's why it hurt so bad. But, but there's always there's something always that you can learn. Absolutely. I will, I will improve from that too. You can always learn from something. And I think that one of the biggest things, and you know, we've talked about this before, is how do you become the perceived expert to your clients? Knowing your craft? No. Yeah, I mean, you have to know your craft. That's just that's just baseline. But what is the thing that you, how do you get perceived as the expert in your field? You educate your clients, yes, right? Yes, educate them. Uh, we've that talked about so this. That is so important in real estate. Because then they know what to expect, oh right? Gosh, so I think yes. you probably could have maybe done a little bit better on that. But I even sent them a video on it and everything. I feel like I really nailed that. Yeah, well, maybe you... I have thought totally about it. I've thought about it for hours. Like, what could I have done better? I sent them videos. Maybe you did. State, like... But it comes back to the same thing. Maybe even, still even, <laughs> even some things, you can do everything right. And sometimes you just can't control yeah. other people's actions and what yes. other people are going to do. And sometimes people, it's out of your control. You know what I would take from that one, actually, is being more stern. Sometimes you have to be stern because mm -hmm. you are the expert in that. And I knew things and I should have been like, no, that's just not because you're you going to know. Let, yeah. You, like you kind of let them price the house instead of you. Well, saying, I brought them down like 50 grand from mm -hmm. what they wanted to go to. But still. But it still wasn't, was too high. But it still wasn't what you said it yeah, should be. But you wanted. And, and you know, at the end of it, what? You were right. 
yeah. you were right because you knew the market you knew what it, that house would sell for mm -hmm. and so when it didn't sell fast enough then they got scared and yeah they, the problem was bailed. the timing for sure yeah. it's all about but timing, if it was laws. if it was priced really where you wanted it to be priced where at, i wanted it yeah, so it gone, so for sure. long story short be you still thing. learned something. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> no matter how stubborn I am, I always figure out there was something to learn. Yes. So be more stern. You mentioned that people did take you a little bit less serious because of your age. Still to this day. I sure. Get but, you know, again, if you really know your stuff, you know, again, know your craft and you can really speak the language, people start looking at you saying, you, yeah. yeah, they start building that trust. You do have an outgoing personality, but you had mentioned that you don't really have to have an outgoing personality. Mm -hmm. I, I think I, I think I, for me, I disagree a little bit in that because I think you don't necessarily maybe have to have an outgoing personality, but I do believe that you can't have fear. Okay. You can't be a fearful introvert, okay? Because if you're a fearful introvert, forget it. You know, and I'm not saying fearful introverts can't make a lot of money. They do, but okay. maybe, but maybe you should go be behind a computer or something like right, that. Yeah. But if you have to talk to people and you can't even speak to someone because you're an introvert, then this is not going to be the yeah. right type of business for you. You have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to build rapport. You have to be able to actually really look at that person as a person and just say, look, I'm going to help you. Yeah, that's true. You know, I guess I heard that someone said it at my brokerage and I was like, oh, I guess that's true. But in my own opinion, yeah, I guess you do. You have to be good at talking to people. Right. And, if you and can't I, talk to people, this isn't your job. And, and so again, how, how are you going to go get new clients? How are you going to meet people if you're an introvert? You know, yeah. so I, for me, I kind of have a hard time that's true. buying into that because you have to have the ability to, to talk to people. And how do you start talking to people? You just do it, right? Some introverts, though, they turn like... But then Cameron. they be, but then they become what? They become more of an extrovert, right? Right. Now, now, okay. Let's say Cameron. You know, he he flips a switch, yeah, and then all of a sudden, and he can just start talking, and you know, he he puts it on. Yeah. So if you can be an introvert and then flip a switch and yeah. put a different hat on, and now all of a sudden you're that extrovert that is talking to people. Okay, great. But yeah, maybe at that, that point, really, you're a professional extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> you may be a per, you may be a, a private introvert, but if in your public world you're still mm -hmm. an extrovert because you're talking and building rapport with people so yeah definitely i, think, I guess personality does play a huge i think personality takes a, a huge play and i think that you can again you can be that introvert but i do believe that you have to you'll get more you can't be a fearful introvert right for sure okay so what do you wish you had done at coming straight out of high school when you got your real estate license, what's one thing that you would have changed what's some, I looking wish? back, right? You can always connect the dots easier looking back. So what would you do now? I mean, you mentioned a couple of things during this time that we've talked, but what is, if you could really nail it down, you say, okay, if I could really just have changed one thing when I first started, here's what it would be. Okay, realistically, I would have... I would have gotten with Monument immediately and gotten into one of their programs. Okay, but you you wouldn't have known that. So right, what are, what okay. are so, I mean again? It you, comes down to just working harder, just going. I would have. I, I definitely would have taken it more seriously. Well, think, like you don't get a summer break. You don't get. You have to work every day as hard as you can. Don't be scared to call. Don't be scared for someone to hang up on you. Take it as a joke and move on. Mm -hmm. Just don't be so fear fearful. Just starting out from high school, what's one thing that you would have changed that would have maybe helped your success I guess get there I, faster? I would have done more open houses and more follow-up. Mm -hmm. 
because your follow-up is literally so important. If you don't follow up, don't plan on being in this business. I agree. So I'm going to add to that. I think that one of the most important things that you could have done to start out with was really take the learning. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, you were not really taking the learning side very serious. Yeah. You weren't going to all the classes. I hated sitting through school and listening. And then you thought, crap. oh, well, if I have to go to these classes, I don't want to. And so you fought me and I said, yeah. Jenna, you need to go take these classes so that you can really learn. You have to learn it anyway. Mm -hmm. So really, in my opinion, you know, looking back from an outside view, I would really say, no, that's true. learn everything that you possibly can. And that's what I would have said. I would have said, look, if I was going to start out over again, I would have learned everything I could in the very beginning, got stronger yeah. and stronger and stronger in my knowledge, because then, you know, you can really get out there and, and you kind of learn by trial by fire on a lot of it. You yeah, know. I'm more of like a, I try to do things to learn, but I, I wish I would have looked at the learning part of it, not as school, but just as, um, hi, this is your future. Right. Like yeah. you're either going to be good or you're not. Cause then I had to go and learn everything over. And you, and, and what's the end result? No matter what, you still had to go learn it. You still, you have to learn it. You literally cannot not learn it. You can't do your job you if you, up. right. You can't do your job if you don't learn it. So looking yeah. back, I really do think that that would have been the yeah. biggest thing is take all the classes, go to all the CE, the continuing education classes, yeah, definitely. go really build really strong because that also then builds onto the next stepping stone, which is talking to people. Right. Now they're like, oh wow, this person really knows and understands. Right because all you're doing is spitting out the same stuff that you learned from class, Yeah. right? You know, I do think that this person, you know, they mentioned that they watch or listen to the PMR Unhinged show, other podcasts. They've started reading entrepreneurial books and uh, trying to do everything in order to succeed. So I think that, you know, again, we've, we've hammered that home so many times of learning. You know, I talk to people who want to be entrepreneurs, people who, and I think the biggest thing is I was just talking to some two guys, right? They were putting, they were finishing my garage cabinets, putting, you know, the mm -hmm. final touches on my garage cabinets. And so they were kind of talking about some of the cars in the garage and we just started talking. And, you know, the thing is, is that most people are very hungry to have some sort of success. And the thing is, is that most people, you know, you have it in you it's it's within you you know it's there you can feel it right mm -hmm. and i see some people and i can tell like one person they really kind of have it another person they kind of really don't right you can just see they're just comfortable yeah they really don't have that burning flame don't marry that person i, I wouldn't well okay i mean yeah i, I agree with that <laughs> as well but you know i think that the important part is is that you know Sure. If you have someone that just wants to sit on the couch and smoke weed all day, good luck. I mean, you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be a loser. Find so you might as well just drive. embrace that, you know. But for sure, you know there are a lot of young people and they really want to succeed. And what I can tell you is, you didn't learn how to succeed in school. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you're you're not gonna learn how to succeed necessarily in college either. You have to do that on your own. And the way again. You know, I just can't keep hammering it home enough. You have to start reading books. You have exactly what you and I just talked about. You, you know, first starting out, you had to learn it. You're going to learn it one way or another. Either you're going to learn it over time. Don't learn it by getting sued. 
Right. Or, or you could really learn it the yeah. hard way and get sued, right, sure. if you're doing something. So the best way is learn it in the kind of like the quote unquote classroom style, even though it may not be the formal like high school or college classroom. Now you're going continuing education or whatever. You're learning or reading books. You have to still learn. So instead of learning it by trial by fire, which takes oftentimes years, it's better learn it within the classroom, learn your craft learn what you're doing and you can just jump out so much further faster than you know most right. people well yeah all of that and understand that it takes money to make money as well well again i think that in being a realtor yes yeah i'm being a realtor i would agree with that but if there's a lot of people out there it doesn't necessarily take money to make money because that's oh, another yeah. statement that I really hate because I'm I read talking about real estate being a real real estate agent. Yes, because you have to pay for yes. all your licenses. You have to pay for all your classes. Marketing. You're right. You have to pay for your you marketing. For oh, and then by the way, you have to pay your broker a, a monthly fee, mm -hmm. right? Oh, and your realtor dues. Oh, oh and then realtor dues, right? Pay realtor association. So much to be an agent. Right, so you know it's a lot of upfront money. But yeah, in normal jobs, you could be broke and go get a normal job, and they'll pay you. Well, and you can also be broke and create an online business or something, and all of a sudden yeah. make tons of money as well, right? I've seen that. I've seen a lot of young people. Oh, there's so they make many. a lot of money doing things online. That's another thing that I've told secret millionaires. You, which is you know this the internet and all things internet are really that's the gold rush of, of your of your era you can sell things on amazon and that can make you so much there's so many things that can make you so much money it's just about finding them mm -hmm. like the craziest things can make you money yeah a lot of it yeah I, it really can well, I think that we answered all these questions yep. um, from this person. You I wish this person a lot of luck. And I do think that, you know what, your heart is talking to you. I'm just speaking about the person that sent in this email to Jenna. Your heart is speaking to you. And you're, the problem is, is you're too worried about what other people think of you or what they're going to say. Or you're too worried about what your parents are, are going to say or what they're going to think of you. If you just say, look, college is not for me, I'm going to go do this. Look, you have to have mm -hmm. conviction, you have to be bold, but you have to have a plan. You can't just go in to your parents and say, hey, I'm not going to go to college anymore. I'm going to live in your house and I'm just going to, you know, suck on the, the parental nipple. Meanwhile, <laughs> I just, you know, watch TV and you go to work and bust your butt all day. Yeah, you, know, you can't do that. That's absolutely not going to work. You have to have an actual plan of how you're going to pay your bills. Meanwhile, you're becoming a realtor. You know, I just spoke to someone. She's a, a sheriff in, in Colorado and she was working on a deal that I was just doing and she was the buyer side agent and she's a sheriff full time. So, you know, she does, uh, yeah, but I don't necessarily recommend doing realtor as a side job. You won't be as successful in it. I agree. I think you when you're full on. Well, I think when you're young, you have an, a, a nice window of opportunity that your parents may let you live there for a little while, and meanwhile yeah, you then go. while but, you get on your feet. But there is nothing more that would have really, really driven me nuts. And, and you and I kind of had this conversation sometimes. Well, I nannied, <clears throat> but you didn't like that I nannied because you thought I should be full focused on real estate. Well, it wasn't necessarily that you, you were a nanny. Thing. What was really driving me nuts was you were just going to work out at, you know, noon. You were, 
you know, sleeping in. I started to work out at noon. This is in the very... Before I was at 7 a.m. This is in the very beginning. You were just, you know, and I'm sitting there going, okay, wait a minute. Your business plan said something very different. So, you know, there's nothing worse than your kids, you know, living and they're they're not truly trying to make anything. Yeah, I hung out with my friends and my cousin. And then you were going out at night. You were, you know, hanging out all night. Then you were too tired to wake up in the morning. Now, granted, I know you had sold because you're like, well, I made blah, blah, blah this month. And I was like, you know, so it was a little bit hard because I was like, okay, yeah, that's a lot of money for a 20 year old (laughs) or or a 19 year old, however old you were at the time. I mean, sure, that's a crap load of money, and I agreed, but the fact of the matter is is that if you would have pushed harder, you, you might have made six digits. The year of 2019 was a bad year for me, <laughs> <laughs> but I lived it, and I learned it, and now I'm away from it. Yeah, now I would say I that... I got beat up enough to where I was like, all right, I guess it's time to... Well, you learned that it situation. was time to really make be serious about yes. it, and, and I'm very And happy. get away from people that don't have any goals get away from those well freaking... don't we talk about that all the time if you yes. hang out with five or five people that, no, that they have yeah. no dreams goals all they want to do is party drink and do nothing that literally is what happened to me in the 2019 i tell all my friends i was like my all my real friends mm-hmm. i was like i got involved with the wrong crowd mm-hmm. and the next thing you know the wrong person and i got screwed up and then i was sleeping in and hitting the gym at noon and I felt like such a loser. Mm-hmm. I really did. Especially when I'd hear the garage door open, I'd have to like run out of my room so that you didn't see me sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, you live and you I mean, learn. That's because I was coming home from the gym at yeah after I left at like four thirty in the morning. To just go try to the not gym. to make them like I literally am telling you all the mistakes that I made. Just don't do them. But mm-hmm. that's the thing is, young people mostly will go do them anyways. They will, but it, again, you know, I think if you can really learn from the things that we're talking about, totally. and, you know, that's one thing that I tried to do when I was young. I'd look at some of my friends and I would see the mistakes that they were making mm-hmm. and I would say, Ooh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I would make sure that I didn't do those things. Right. Yeah. And I think if you can really learn that, I think that you can get ahead a lot faster. Yeah. And definitely just not caring what people think about you. Like the whole college thing, it's really not even looked at as that bad anymore if you say you're not going to college, as long as you have a plan. If you're saying I'm not going to college and I'm working at the mall. Right. I'm not going to college, but I'm I'm working at 7-Eleven as a cashier. Yes. You know, come on. That's different. You know, you're, you're... you're Just leaving a lot on the it. table. Look, yeah. if you want to really have a backup plan, kind of going back to this person, go to a trade school. That's a backup plan because you're always going to be able to get a job. If you have those credentials, you're always going to be able to get a good paying job if you went to trade school. There's a lot of kids out there, they don't. They just think, oh, it's college or nothing. And what I would say That's is, is you know, if you are getting ready to graduate, maybe you don't have the grades to go to college, then look at a trade school because you can come out making a lot of money. If you don't want to do trade school, then look at the military, right? Because when you guys were very young, what did I tell you guys? College, military, or curb. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I said, when you graduate, you can either go to college, you can join the military, or you can hit the curb. Mm Mm-hmm. And I stuck to it, right? You Until know? I brought my sweet business plan. Until you had a very nice written out business plan. I said, okay, I'm not going to hit, I'm not going to make you hit the curb. You got a little bit of time. And I did work. I went and got, I did everything I had to do. Jenna, you've done very well. You're very successful. I think you're a very successful realtor. 
here in the DFW market. Thanks. You've already made a very big investment, $50,000 investment in another company that, you know, uh, will bring you passive income, you know, later. So you're making investments, you're putting more firewood to the side so that you can make your next big investment. I'm trying to buy a house. Mm -hmm. So I think that you're very successful and you're 22 years old and you're already looking at buying your own house and everything. So I'm very proud of you and I will publicly put that on the record. Thanks. I'm extremely proud of you. I'm proud so. of you too. Oh, well, thank you, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm proud of... We're not going to say names. Oh, well, go kill it. Yeah, we're not going to give names. But I think this person, thank you for writing in. Thank you for your questions. Uh, we do get a lot of questions. I would highly recommend that you keep DMing, keep sending emails. Uh, definitely keep asking your questions because sometimes we just pull one out and we, you know, we'll talk about that for, you know, the entire podcast. So uh, thanks for joining in and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.